Today's episode may trigger some listeners. We'll touch on trauma, sexual and physical violence, and if these are a concern for you, we recommend that you listen with caution. Kia ora, my name is Kels and welcome to Reaching. This is a podcast about life told from our perspective, all the good shit, the deep shit and the funny shit. It has an undertone of spirituality that led us where we are today. I'm a no frills, go for what I want, work smarter, not harder, passionate kind of girl who's had some pretty intense things happen to me, but more grateful for the amazing stuff that's been and will be. Let's meet the beautiful co-hosts who are equally as fucked up as I am, <laughs> but my classy-ass panel to my right, Rebecca. Hi. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> Just tell us. Tell us about Hi, yourself. Hi, I'm back. Originally from Sydney. No, actually, no. That's a lie. Originally from the Philippines. So old talk of a Vyanzema mm-hmm. Buhai. Um, probably the youngest of the group. And yeah, yeah just keep listening, guys, to get to know us more. Yeah. Especially about me. Bonjour. I'm Sandrine and um, I would be part French, part Mauritian. Born in Australia and born in Sydney and raised in Sydney. And I am a mama bear of this group. Last <laughs> but not least, you left the best to last, right? I did. I hey, did indeed. Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, I'm Sarah. I am 33. I am a wife and mum of three very handsome young men. Um, but I'm here to control the group. I'm here to keep y'all on track, to keep you focused. So that these That's going to be hard, you know that, eh? Yeah, I know. I've <laughs> got my work cut out for me. But to get into it, we have decided that on this podcast, we love a drink. We love a wine. Hell yeah. We like to relax. This is how we talk our shit out over a drink. We are going to pick our favourite cocktails throughout the weeks. And this week's is Bex. She has chosen the Cosmo, yeah, which is so fitting. We got four beautiful women up here. We are like re- Sex in the City reincarnated, <laughs> but like on crack. Yeah, hard, hard. <laughs> me and Bex, me and Bex have had some nights on Cosmopolitans, eh? Like We're a lot just of like nights, lit, yeah. like lit, lit. So you know, Watch drink. Out. I'm Slowly. ready with the dump button, guys. <laughs> so, like, let's keep it clean. Okay. Cheers, or girls. as clean as possible. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Let's Cheers. get this let's going. Get yeah. So, we're going to do some icebreakers. Kel's going to ask us some questions. Indeed. I'm we're going to just, you know, break the ice. I suppose everyone should know as well that we don't all really know each other. Well, yeah. well I do. You do. I know everyone. I Correct. know everyone. I've brought everyone together to because these personalities all worked well together. When I talk undertone of spirituality, there's a few girls here that have gone through some things that are the same as each other. And uh, regardless, it's just we we I wanted some multiculturalism in a podcast, and we've definitely got that. Totally. So I only met these two beautiful ladies in the last 24 hours. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm in love already, and they're never to leave me. Stop touching her. I know I have. God, she just got, feels so nice. That, that's your love language, eh? Is touch. touch, touch. Yeah, yeah. Nice. you fucking filthy bitch. But did you two know each other before no, today? No. no. All right, no. so everyone's freshy. Kelly is the center connection. Clearly, yeah. She yeah. brings people together. I fucking but do. But because we have only just spent today together, and it's been a wild day at that. Yeah. We just need to like take a step back, chill, and get all like uncomfortably comfortable. Yeah. All right. Let's get loose. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to play. What's the name of the game? The name is called Name and Shame, and it's a horrible game for terrible people. So this is right down our alley. 
This is a good start. Okay. What's the first one? Okay, so the first question is most likely to stay in a toxic relationship. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like you, you can, yeah, you you can legit pitch that from the center of the deck. That yeah. was no, not no, 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 at all. The angel said, you better choose that oh, one wow. first. You better choose who, who that. Who you think? Fuck, it, 100% you. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You. And I, as soon as you read that question, I was 100% like, you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's harder for you guys to answer that question because we don't know each other. But it has to be Bex for me, you know, yeah. because Bex is the type that when when she gets in a relationship or when she's with someone, it's full bull that because that girl, she'll do anything yeah. for anyone. Sorry, you, girl. You've seen you. it. I know. Right. I know. You, you've been there. You've Let's been go there. one more. All right. Can I pick one? Yeah, no, go. Go. Hard. Can you get one out? Get your fingers in there. <laughs> Why does teach you some more shit, eh? <laughs> Least likely to pay for their own drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think everyone's. I think everyone's. I think we'd all pay. We're all equal yeah. contributors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're not the type to fucking bomb off someone. No. Not mm. anymore. Back well, in the day, I was no. all up for a free line. Okay, then I'm gonna Let's say you. Let's be then. real. I mean, if someone offers, yeah, you're not gonna say no, right? Exactly. I'd probably offer the money. Because I hate owing oh, people Oh, I do that shit. out of courtesy, but I don't actually genuinely want you to take my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. I genuinely do. I want people to take my money. So I, I don't want to owe you shit. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason. I'm like, I don't fucking owe you shit. I don't want to hear down the grapevine. Remember oh, that Cal- time I gave yeah. you all those lines? And plus, you know what? I do that to people. Like, just offer. <laughs> if you don't offer, then you're a dog to me. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, I don't think any of us would do that. None of us. We're all grown women. We can afford our own drugs. Hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, (laughs) but I'll get it for us. (laughs) All right. You want to pick one? Pick one. I can see what it is. Here we go. Come on. Most likely to shout out the wrong name during sex. You're about to put your hand up. Oh, that means nothing. I feel like maybe someone's done this. Has anyone said no. the wrong name during sex? Not me. Kelly's <laughs> Kelly is so uncannily quiet. This is not normal. I know. I'm not saying anything. We're moving on. Shall I pick a card, Kel? <laughs> is that where Wait, we're going with this one? Like, do you not have you not done that before? No, it's not. always like, yes, babe, right there. Not not there. <laughs> I'm about to hurry up and finish. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Who would score the lowest on an IQ test? Oh, Sandrine, for sure. <laughs> <gasps> you weren't shy about but that. I, I put my hand in. Dodo, I'm thank you. She is Maybe good. that's why I love her so much. Oh, See, it again, is. I'm touching it is. Her. You're touching her. Stop. T- that's six. <laughs> mate, HR. Who's HR? <laughs> we don't have an HR department yet. So. <laughs> no, um... Sandrine, and and the thing is, is that she's intelligent in a different way. You are, but my you're... English wasn't that is not that well in writing really? and eating. Uh, writing and eating. Writing, writing, <laughs> <laughs> writing, writing, and um, reading. Reading, and yeah. when you, I write words to you. I'll be yeah. Like, what does that mean? That? What does that Didn't mean? you say you were born in Australia though? Yeah, but I didn't. My forte was in English at school. Yeah, right. Right. Mm. No, All right, girl. but I'm smart in other ways. You are. Okay. You're very smart in other yeah. ways. Yeah. Nice icebreaker done. Let's get into the bulk and purpose of this podcast. And this week we are starting with our spiritual leader, I suppose you could call her. <laughs> so say, so say. Kel, the, yeah. what we want today is we want for you to share a little bit more about 
your story, where you've come from, what you've experienced, what you've found has helped you. And as you tell your story, we're probably going to pipe up and ask a couple of questions just to dive in a little bit deeper. So do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So part of why this podcast inception has come about, especially with these girls, is that um, a few years ago I embarked – well, no, let's go back to the beginning of time – Um, I've always been someone that's been able to be empathic and know things before I'm meant to know those things. Um, But it gets shut down as being crazy or don't talk shit like that. So it kind of got locked in the cupboard for a very long time. But when someone comes to me for any type of guidance, it seems that I've either been through something in my life that's able to help them. And that's where the inception of this this podcast has come from. and namely, there was a specific journey that I wanted to talk about because I see it all over YouTube, um, everywhere. It's 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 quite it's it's a thing that's quite huge at the moment. It's but really common, but I think people are missing it. Missing right? it, yeah. And they're they're probably not understanding that every every journey is different. And let's dive right into that. Yeah. What are we talking about? Twin flames. Right. Yeah. So give us a quick snippet on what a twin flame is and how it would look like well for me because it's going to be different for everyone right so for me i'm going to go down the scientific type of you know explanation because i'm into a lot of quantum mechanics quantum physics kind of things so the best way to explain this scenario is you've got two particles that break off from each other and one particle mirrors the other one on the opposite side so um, but they still have this energy between each other which affects them. Mm-hmm. And that's what if, if you change those two particles to being two human beings, you what happens is you meet someone in your life mm-hmm. that enables you to raise your vibration, to help yourself, help your family, help other people, and to see your worth in a different way. But they also trigger you into that. They don't trigger you that bad, that you, you want to give up on everything, they trigger you to look at yourself in a way that you've never looked at yourself before that I guess are meant to be in your life from universe because I mm-hmm. think God, universe, whatever you name it, that's, there's that higher power that brings people into your lives for a reason and a season, some for good and some not so. Mm-hmm. So my story, um, um, I met this person and we started talking and I think there was this pinnacle moment that I kind of looked at them like, the fuck? Because this person said to me, and it was at this moment that I realized, oh shit, I like, why do I vibe deeper than mm-hmm. what I thought I was? And they said to me, I see, Cal, I see, I see my name in the stars. And I'm just like, I've been saying that shit to me myself for years. And just over time, um, we vibed and that was it. We vibed. And I think it was a moment that Rebecca and I had together um, where initially I came, how we happened upon the actual concept of Twin Flame was her coming in fucking happy as. Happy. You've never seen her so fucking happy, right? And we're like, we all vibe when the girls are for the girls, man. We're just like, what the fuck's going on? How are you going? Where's the smile from? Who's doing this to you? Kind of thing. And she's like, I've never felt like this before. I don't know what this is. You know, da 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 da. And from memory, I've gone on to Dr. Google because I'm like, what's all these symptoms that she's speaking about, right? Yeah. And Dr. Google. So you you Dr. Googled her happiness? Yeah, yeah I did. No, because she was like, I can't explain it, Cal. 
So I was like, let me Google it. Just as a joke. Yeah. Just as a joke. Let me Google it. Googled it. Bang, bang, bang. Twin flame. Boom. Showed her. She's like, oh, my God. That's what it is. Um, and then if we fast forward to the the moment, because when when you have to sit. So I was being like a almost like a counsellor teacher, like a big sister to her. Yeah. Right, so counselling through her emotions and what she was going through and why she was going through them and also studying what this thing was because to me it was like, fuck, this is actually amazing. Mm -hmm. This can actually help people. That real aha moment. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. And, and it actually resonated with me in the way that um, what I was hearing in my head, what I could do, what I could see, and I mean on the spiritual side, mm -hmm. um, it kind of made sense to me. Yep. It was like, shit. Right. So you've got this connection with someone that you're establishing and you're, is, you're kind of questioning. Bex come along and is having her own journey and you've researched what's going on in her life. Dr. You've, Google. Dr. Google's <laughs> her happiness. And you, you're seeing what's happening in her life, but you haven't yet put the pieces together that this person you're having a connection with could be your own twin flame journey. Okay. So then we pick up, we pick up from obviously you doing all of this research and learning. How do you move forward with that information? Do you, do you have a moment in time where you're researching stuff for your friend and you're looking at it and going, Rebecca, Rebecca, me, mm, me, me, mm. me, me. Me. Counterpart, counterpart, me, crap. And and let's explain what the counterpart thing is because we all call it different things, but Sonia is the best to explain what, what that word is. So I guess in the twin flame connection, you'll have your divine feminine and your divine masculine. Um, I guess when you start ascending and you get to where you need to get to, you can become a divine feminine and the divine feminine can be a male or a female, it doesn't mean that you're a divine feminine and you are a female. Mm -hmm. You can be in your divine feminine and be a male. But most of the time, a very big percentage, it's women that are the divine feminine. Yeah. And the men are the divine masculine. Masculine. Yeah. How I see it and I think Pearl kind of resonate with me, like divine has given you your counterpart, the woman and the man, because it's divinely guided from yeah. spirit divine god whatever you want to call it however you call it but for me a divine masculine doesn't come into their divine masculine until they've actually started ascending and come into their power mm -hmm. that's when you can start calling them a divine masculine and we will use the term counterpart to counterpart, to yeah. describe the other person in that journey not the person telling the story like in that's kelly's right. case yeah so rather than saying old mate or all the nicknames I've given everyone, or whatever <laughs> yeah. you know. We'll just we'll be calling them counterpart. Yeah. So back to you, Kel. Yeah, you are discovering all this information. You're seeing Beck's journey. At what point do you have the epiphany, the aha moment that you're on a twin flame journey too? Uh, so that came, well, there's two parts to that story. So I don't like when I meditated one day. There was a big urge. I hadn't spoken to this person for a very long time, right? This is purely you're from telling, my You're telling from your side correct. of the story and your side only. We'll tell facts and truths in this That's story. Right. But this is your version this of events. This is my version of events. So I had this massive, after not speaking to them for about six months, you know, and it wasn't even that bad. It was just like, okay, cool. Turned it off, whatever. Didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, but it did because this person never went off my head. Mm -hmm. It just, I just 
went on different things that I had to do. Um, I got this massive calling to get in touch with him. And then I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I was like literally screaming at the universe and going, I'm not doing that. There's no way he's going to be all good. I, I need to see you. I don't know why I need to see you, but I need to see you. Because I, I was like, is this my ego talking to me? Is this my need to want to reach out to the person that cannot get off my fucking head? Or is this me actually the universe saying, and, and, it, and it did it in a big way. It was like, bang, there was a bang and it was like, oh shit, okay, we're not, you're not fucking around now. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that, sent off a message. He was like, fuck yeah. You know, he didn't say fuck yeah, but he was pretty much um, to summarize it. Yep, come see me, you know, whatever. Went there and the first thing before I even got in there, the universe had told me nothing that was going to be said in the first 20 minutes would be of any actual truth. And it's not in the truth of liar, 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 pants on fire. It was more of a, a truth because he's hiding it, mm -hmm. right? And it was like, okay, fucking sat down, talked to him as we would, as friends, how's it going, all that kind of stuff. And then I was just like looking at it I was just like, so what the fuck am I doing here? Like, if there's nothing wrong with you, what's the point of me even being here? Mm -hmm. And it's weird because it's like that, you know, friendships should be whether you're in a good mood or not. And then you should have seen for me when I was looking at him, the clouds just fucking go over his head, face turned different. And something like, and then I'm not going to give away what, what the conversation was after that mm. um, because it doesn't matter. It's his story. Um but at the end of it, I was like, oh, thanks, universe. I come at the right time. So your friend, his counterpart was going through something yeah. in his world. Yeah. And you, we just had a, a spiritual drawing I always to, to find out what that was to, to make sure, I suppose, that he the was universe okay. Told, it was like, it was like, you fucking go. Mm. You listen and you go. And it's like, and I'm, I was like, everything in me was like, no. But it was like when the universe does shit to you, you got you, you even if it's the at the ending of it is is like shit for you, it's like there's a reason for it. Closure. But it's not even just closure. It's just it's bringing something that's meant to happen for whether it's for yourself or for that person that you you saw. Mm -hmm. There's always someone that needed you to be there. Yep. There's always someone that I needed to be there. Right. So. It's divinely guided in that way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we did that, had a conversation, all good, not a problem. So that was just me doing what I normally do with them. It's just knowing when shit's going down. But yeah. that was a pinnacle mo moment for me. Then we fast forward a couple of weeks and then I get a message back from him. What are you up to? Come and see me. Not used to that. Mm. Not used to that at all. And when I sat down, was like, what's going on with you? And it was like, wait, what? Are we going to talk about me now? We're talking about me. Like, like, but that was mm. what it was. The, the reality of it was I was like caught off guard because I was not expecting that. And that's not because he didn't never held space for me. He absolutely did hold space for me. But I was caught off guard by, holy shit, we're making it about me. And that freaked me out. Before I'd even gone there, I had asked the universe one thing. If you're going to put me on this journey, which I'm assuming you're going to do or you have done, because I'm not trusting the process of who this is, because I didn't want it to be there. And it's not disrespectfully, it's because it didn't line up. Our lives don't line up, right? Nothing lined up. And there's a good reason for that. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I wanted 
clarification because when I do reads for people and I don't get clarification until freaking ages down the line. I could never get it. They might get their own personal clarification. But you as a reader, you need that. You need it to feel as though what you're saying is absolutely correct. And, yeah, and and in me, I need a clarification that if you put me on this journey, I need to know that it is definitely this person. Even though in in my heart I knew it was. Mm. And my soul knew it too. But anyway... I had put the question out to the universe and I said, if this is my twin flame or my counterpart, then he will know what a twin flame is. Now, if you ask any male, and I tested this theory, you know, because you need a, you need a like, what do you call it? Um, you know, when you go into those test groups mm. and you have a test group and you then you have the placebo and then you have the, yeah. I had a test group of people that I chose to use it all on males. None of them knew what it was. So when I went to see him, I casually went into release mode and I was like, how, do you, how would you feel if you were happily in a relationship with someone? The best person ever, shout out to him because he's fucking amazing. Um, and yet you cannot get this person. There's one fucking person off your fucking brain. Mm. And before I'd even said that, because I'm going too far ahead, I'd ask him, I don't know how to, I don't want to tell you. Like, you won't understand. And just did it like that. And I said to him, he goes, try me. And I was like, fuck. And I went, okay, do you understand or have you ever heard of or do you know the concept of twin flame? And he went, Yes, I do. <laughs> and I just went, like, inside, outside of me was like, oh, okay. So then this is going to be really easy to tell you. But inside of me, oh, my God. Shitting myself. I was screaming inside. Not even shitting myself. I was screaming. And it was like this, this outlet of, like, you're holding yourself on the outside. But on the inside, I was like, what the f- Everything in me was screaming. So I told the story, like, said what I said, just said then. And then casually brought it back. And, and I was emotive, but not to the point of tears. I was mm-hmm. just like, how would you feel? Knowing this is, I'm saying it to you, mm-hmm. right? And I'm saying it about you. And I'm saying it about you. And he just, he was just, he was just quiet because he just held that floor, right? That's what, his, that's, that's what he was meant to do, just hold that floor. And then he, I kind of like went to gradual conversation and that he was like, you know, that must be hard. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh yeah, so how do you know about Twin Flames? Because I wanted to hear whether he actually did. I didn't want to hear yes and then not give me an example of what that yes is. And then he told me how he knew it. And I just, inside, I just went. And I think I, like, I'm not going to speak from his perspective, but after it, I rung this girl up. So when I left, I rung her up and I was bawling, like literally bawling my eyes out, right? Because in this moment, it not only had it... um, not only had it made sense to me, but it was that getting that confirmation brings up a whole plethora of feelings that you never thought you would ever have. And you're like, what do I do? Mm. What am I supposed to do with this? Because I said, we, we, we don't live that same life regardless of anything. It, just, it doesn't line up that way. But connectivity, it did for me. Mm-hmm. Um. I rung her up, hey. It was like <laughs> I'm sitting at, like, drove my car to Brightly Sands. I parked that fucker up. 
and bawling my eyes out. It's a full fucking moon. Rung this. Oi. Oi. I know you're not going to believe this, but I know who my twin flame is. I've got but one. But can I just say, Go. leading up to that, I can't, like, we had conversation about you feeling. Yeah. You had, like, an inkling already. I did. So it wasn't, like, a big, big surprise, but. But I think when you're thinking and feeling things in yourself, right, and you're you're going through your mind trying to figure it out for you when someone then verbally to your face justifies everything you've been feeling and saying and thinking yeah that's yeah. the shock factor because like yeah. you said you never expected to get those words back mm. but then you're all of a sudden faced with someone who agrees with everything that you're thinking yeah and it's like yeah. all right, well what am i supposed to do with this information yeah. now what am i supposed to do with this like, um i was just like but but that's the bit of it that i hadn't quite learned was what that was meant to do with me and what I was meant to do. And there was a whole heap of shit in my life that hadn't been dealt with, that Kelly, being Kelly, yep. had thought, I'm all good. I don't need to worry about that. I've dealt with it, all right? So the idea of what they're supposed to do is he would trigger in things that he probably f fucking had no idea that would trigger me. And those things really came down to, did I matter to him? Can you give us an example? Uh, without, yeah, nah, fuck, I can't. Because, you know, <laughs> the reason why I can't do that is because I'm giving away too, too many much. different stories. Yeah. Could you then tell us how a trigger would make you feel and react? The whole part of this process too, right? Yeah. Big portion of it is healing from this. Correct. Right? So in order to heal from something, you have to be triggered by it. And yeah. how you handle that trigger and how you process that trigger mm -hmm. creates the healing. So can you maybe... Tell a trigger? As best as you can, tell us a trigger. Right. Not saying that this, well, this person maybe have done it to you, but something happens, you feel a certain way. What way do you feel? So the initial trigger is, is not being as important to someone as they are to me, first of all. But why not getting that, but not, yeah. not getting feeling that reciprocated. Like, you know, not feeling, and, and I get why I didn't get it reciprocated. I understood that. That's, I mean, I'm fucking a realist when it comes to shit. But feelings are feelings. Correct, they are. They are. But at the end of the day, what it was when – so when Kelly didn't matter, then I didn't matter to anyone. Mm. So mm. when – it'll be dumb shit. Like someone wouldn't post my shit, wouldn't share my shit, but then I'll see them go post someone else's. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. And I'm, But I'm putting my fucking time into you. So reactive Kelly will go, well, fuck you. Like I won't give you – and the thing is, is that when I do it to them, they fucking feel it. Mm -hmm. Oh, why isn't Kelly sharing? She's like that with me. Yeah. When she doesn't – when I don't – yeah, but you don't like really do anything <laughs> yeah. with anyone. So it's not – yeah, I get it. I'm a big post and she's like, oh, fuck, everyone's going to see your shit anyway. Yeah. And we it's have like, the same group of friends. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like exactly. that. Because it, it does annoy me when I see people, I'm like, I just watched that story two seconds ago yeah. and I'm seeing yeah. it again. Which I, which the realist part of me understands that logic. Yeah. But that hurt little girl inside of me doesn't. Yeah. Which to some people – Saying that you're upset because they didn't repost your Instagram story mm. could be quite trivial. Weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If someone – like, let's be real, Kelly, you and I have been friends for a long time. Yeah. If you got the shits with me for not resharing your story, I'd be like, but you have that many stories, why the fuck am I sharing it? Yeah. But I'd but, hear that from you. But yeah. but it's not it's not necessarily the act of the sharing of the no. story for you, right? There's a deeper yeah. feeling it's there. my feeling in there that and had nothing to do with that person. Yeah. And so have you been able to – 
identify those feelings and pinpoint where they come from for you. So one of the biggest things when you're on this journey is you are meant to sit in your shit. And I mean, it's a shit way of saying it, but it's sitting in your shit, but not long enough that you stink. It's long enough for you to to recognize and be self-aware of your behavior. Now, yeah, you can regress. That happens all the time, right? But every time you address it, right, with yourself, because I'm going back to that little girl and going, I love you. You matter to me. You do matter to them too, but they don't do what you do, Mm. right? What you do is you recognize them in a grand type of way, but that's not who they are. Mm. So when I got to those levels of understanding and not being triggered by other people as well in that sense, I didn't, it's not that I didn't care. I didn't hold it against myself or them, Yeah. right? I understood, hey, the realest part of this is they have their reasons for why they don't, you know, but- that's one that was a big thing for me, eh? Because yeah. I was like, why in the fuck don't you? And like when people do, I'm like, whoa, holy shit, you repost. Like, and, but that was just me going, I mustn't matter to them. But reality, I've heard her say to me, directly to me, because it's not on a public scale, it's almost like oh, I need it on a public scale. Yeah. But privately, yeah. she would say to me, I love you. You're like and my you, sister. Yeah. You're my sister, <laughs> right? But it wasn't enough because it was like, but does everyone else know that? Yeah. Weird, eh? Do you know what? Weird, but not weird. Yeah. yeah. Because I can totally, I totally get that. I have a similar thing where I am a giver and I am constantly giving to my friends and my family all my time and all my effort. And I often sit in my own shit and think, if it, if the shoe was on the other foot, yeah. would those people be there for me? Yeah. yeah. And it is. My, my love language is grand gestures, yeah. right? Mm. I like and to touching and touching, touching, <laughs> touching me. I love it. Touching anyway. me, you. touching you. <laughs> oh, no, gosh. but like, no, but I get it, right? Yeah. So, like, for me, I will buy lavish gifts for my friends. I will, bro. Where's mine? Like, seriously, you are <laughs> fucking not. Don't you know, lie. No, but do you know what I, I was about to say is I will cook for them. Yeah, she will. Which I cook for yeah, you, bitch. You and yeah, do you know what I mean? And my babies, I, my is, babies. Mine is acts of kindness and and doing deeds for other people. Yeah. But I often think, and I had a, this really toxic manifestation thought, which I've had to stop myself from doing. But like, if I was to get sick and have cancer one day. And you know, I shaved, I shaved my head for one of my good friends you did, you did. who had cancer. Would she do that for me? Yeah. Would I have a friend that would do that for mm. me? So I can get that. Like it might seem trivial to other people, but for you, your way of telling your friends and family that you love them is by big grand, grand expressions gestures, yeah. on social media yeah. so that your entire network can see how much you love them. And that's how you fucking know her because it's like, you'll know I've seen you on yeah. her Instagram. Yeah. That's right. They all know her from my Instagram. They're like, <laughs> we already feel like we know so you. So I can understand why then if it's not reciprocated for you mm. that that would emotionally affect you. Yeah. I think it's completely reasonable. But that came from a child that came from my own childhood traumas yeah. of making big accidents. And I'll tell you one that was quite a pinnacle one in my life. I had um a guy a boy he's no longer here, rest in peace. He I noticed he I don't know why he was walking up near my house, but he was and I was like playing fucking elastics. How old are we? With myself. Um probably let's say ten, mm. maybe eleven. Um and I had just got for my birthday like fucking red chuckies, like Converse nice. red. And back in that day, man, they, they were, were cheap. they were not cheap. And like my dad agreed, like stingy ass dad, and everyone knows he is. But he agreed to get me that. And I remember seeing the bro 
walking up to me and I was like, oh, hey, bro, how are you doing? Da, 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 da. That's what you do. Oh, hey, Kel, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I looked straight down at his feet and he had been wearing these shoes that he had always had, these Converse shoes as well. And they are fucking talking to me, right? So I always do, when I make fucking gestures of kindness, right? I do it in a way where you don't feel like you're of charity. I'm not giving you charity because I hate that. That's ego driven. Mm. But I had to learn also not to do that, right? Mm. Um, but with him, it was like, fuck, how am I going to do this without, fuck, I'm going to get a hiding for this. I'm going to get fucking beaten up because my shoes are about to go on his feet. And that's what I did. I went, oh, bro, fuck, I hate these shoes. Oh, I hate hell. these shoes, right? I'm like, I fucking love them. And I was like, they're fucking shit and we're the same size, right? And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, do you want them? And he was like, fucking oath I do. And I was like, sure, I'll chuck yours away. But I really, I kept them so they could show my dad why I gave them away. And I yeah. gave them to I didn't act like, didn't act like nothing, like, fuck you, bro, they're shit, whatever. Like, oh my God, I'm like, fuck <laughs> My, yeah, my fucking converse. But I I I knew that if I had made this big grand gesture out to him, he wouldn't have taken them. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't want that to happen because I was like, there's no way you're going to leave this place without taking these fucking shoes. So let me just say they're shit shoes. I don't like them. Take them. Mm. Yeah. I'll take your shoes and throw them in the rubbish. Right? Um, but it was the aftermath of that was shocking. Mm. Rumors. The rumors. You're fucking him at 11. Ow. You're in a relationship. You, you, um, he, him and you are fucking together. I was teased and bullied to no fucking end for giving someone my shoes. Wow. Right? Not rather than someone going up to me, which at that age I knew if someone did that, it's like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. That they're not the same people now. Mm. But back then, horrible. Enough horrible that I wanted to kill myself. And I tried. I tried probably two days after. So now would you say, we can acknowledge these traumas, right? Yeah. And that's the beauty. Oh, the tears the are because I see that person then. But I think bringing it back to having a trigger, yeah. right, and your desire to express your affection for your friends and family and the people you care about on social media and by not having it reciprocated, the silence is almost as deafening as the bad mm. shit people say. Oh, yeah. And that's where that trigger comes in. Yeah. You yeah. know, is it's like, well, if I'm not getting... The, the, the visual accolade of them resharing or the verbal accolade of yeah. them reposting and saying something just as beautiful as what I've said about them, yeah. they may as well be saying nasty things. Yeah, in, in my head. Yeah, that's that's how you're rationalising it. In, in the unhealed head, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But the more that you keep going along the journey, the less that trigger matters. The more I tell that girl that I, I, I got your back. Mm. And you've got people that got your back, regardless. Word. You're not yeah. by yourself, Word. right? The the less that trigger becomes a thing. You're not giving that fire oxygen. No, no. So it can't burn. And that is, and that's what where when I explain to people with this journey, and they we we hear all the different versions of this journey, and I'm like, regardless of anything, this journey is about healing. This mm. is about going to your younger younger self, and not just. Not just dealing with what people did to you, but what you did to people too. Because I did some shit to people. Mm. Like I'm not fucking out of the woods here. I put some people through some ringers because I'm I'm one of the best people for reverse psychology you could ever get. Mm. And it runs in my family. We all do it to each other, right? We all do it to each other. We know we're doing it, so it's funny. But when you're the partner of us, 
you you like wait 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 did I just get fucked over again? Did, did and it's very it has narcissistic tendencies, mm-hmm. right? Which is what it's like. How do I make you feel? Um, what I don't want to feel myself. So on this journey where you've encountered this person, yeah, you're starting to acknowledge things that they are doing or things that are happening to you that are triggering you. You're you're identifying them. We're of a mature. We're looking at this with mature glasses here and we're going, hold the phone. Let me just take a beat and check myself. Yes. And we're, we're going through those healing processes of finding out what the core root of that trigger is, addressing it, processing it, dealing it with it. And a lot of that work is, is individual work. You can't have people heal you from your own triggers. Your friends can give you advice and whatnot, but no one can do the work other than yourselves. How do you then see that this twin flame journey isn't just one-sided because when we're not going to discuss counterparts here right because we've said and we'll repeat it time and time again it is their journeys but we also have to acknowledge the part that their own issues play in a twin flame journey right and the challenges that that encounters because i would say for the best part all four of us sitting at this bench are you know for lack of better words, healers of our friends and families and our loved ones, right? They lean on us. We're the advice givers. We're the confidants. We're the people who like help each other. We've we've done that all for each other. Yeah. How do you then not go into fix it mode with a twin flame? Because I feel like that could be a trap, right? (laughs) We've just said that there's narcissistic tendencies. Take a big deep breath. (laughs) We've just said that there's most definitely trauma-related triggers in a twin flame relationship how do you stop yourself in a twin flame relationship for trying to be a fixer? Sandrine. Well, I, well, one thing I need to, I reckon we need to just put out there. Well, I think, so we need to remember that like the twin flame journey for me, and I think Kerl would agree as well, is that it's a healing process to get to yourself, to get to your a place of so much self-love for yourself and mm-hmm. inner peace in yourself so that what happens on your outside world it doesn't matter because yeah. you love yourself so much. You don't need the validation from anyone else. Validation is a really, mm. really yeah. key word we all so, need to keep in mind because yeah. I think that screams in that screams story for you, Kel. Yeah. It's the validation. It. I, think, yeah. I think we all like to think of ourselves as selfless lovers, but the way we feel the need to give love is when it's given to us as yeah. well. I but mean, you it is hard to imagine that relationship without a give and take. Mm. But I think you hit the nail on the head in that being so comfortable in yourself and being so content with your own self and your own love that you're happy to give love out without that expectation of return. And that's what the Twin Flame journey is about, getting to that point of so much self-love for yourself that you just give it. And I think that pretty much answers my question in how do you stop being a fixer, right? Because the purpose of that journey is to fix yourself. Fix yourself. Fix yourself. You can't worry about them. No. You need to fix yourself. I was just going to say, I feel like sometimes you got to let it go as well. Yeah. <laughs> you need yeah. to surrender. Yeah. That's really hard. You but let yeah. It go, oh, Puk Puk is fucking, fucking is like, <laughs> oi, you just did it. You just did it. You called her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ow, there's the first dump. That's okay, Emmy. So, Puk Puk is big talk. Rebecca. Okay, Bex. 
Yeah. Bex is, <laughs> forgive me, Bex is really good at reminding me to not overreact. Yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. 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 I had to learn it the hard ways. Yeah. That's why now every time we, I was like, nope. No, gotta, I, you, know, yeah. you know, I don't mean it that way. It's this, okay. I see what you mean, and then I pull it back in yeah. and go. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not the first person to go sorry unless I sit on it yeah. first and then go back and go. Okay, let me say sorry in a different way, right? But it, it, she will like we. All, I do it to Sandra. Sandra does it to me as well, and I've done it with you as well, and you've done it with me it, to correct the. We're self aware of our stuff, but yeah. we're correcting the behaviour that we know. I can't turn around and go book book stop doing the shit, and then she not say it to me. Yeah. You call it puk puk one more time, I'm going to dump your mind. <laughs> Should we give a backstory of that? Because I've said, yeah, I've said it I, so I many like, times. I feel like you do. I don't even remember why we started, but I I think it was my fault. <laughs> it's, it it's a Filipino yeah. version of slut, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it is said with love. Love, love it is. yeah. It's like it's like when you call your girlfriend a bitch, be like, sup, bitch. Yeah. I don't mean you're a dog. No. I yeah. just mean you're my dog. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's uh, what the, it is. It's the a funny thing thing is, though, is last night when Kelly was trying to explain to us what pupuk was, she was like, it means chicken. I was like, no, <laughs> no it <laughs> But it's that she was told it's the sound a chicken makes that's how you yeah. say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said, yeah. So, but, you know, you know, back to that. It's like, yeah, it's someone always has to bring you. If you're a good friend, you will bring your friend back in. Yeah. And you will tell them the truth. And if you're a good enough friend on the other side, you'll receive it. You may not receive it straight away like sometimes I don't, but you will receive it in the way that it was meant because it's meant with love. It's not but meant with is, bad intention. This is – it all comes back to taking the time to reflect on yourself, yeah. right? Because if you are receiving something from someone and you're getting offended by it but it's not meant with offence, who who is responsible for that feeling? Me. Correct. That yeah. other person hasn't said it to you to be rude or offensive no. or to upset you. You've taken it that way. Yeah. And you can let those people know that what they've done or what they've said has upset you and that's fine. Yeah. You're entitled to feel that way. But you do need to sit there and check your own reflection and be like, why mm. does that comment make me feel that way? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And and, and that's with, with every – I expect that. That's my friendship group, the ones that I keep real close – I need you to be straight up honest with me. That is you though, Kelly. Yeah. Like I've never met I've never met anyone like you in that you can call me out on my shit with such love that I know it's coming from the right place. Yeah. And I and I am upset with you at the time and you've done yeah. it to me and I've been upset and I've copped it and I've listened yeah. to it. And you have. And then I need to sit in it, like you say, sit yeah. in my shit and go, well, why am I doing that? Yeah. Why am I behaving that way? Why am I reacting that way? Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. And like you said, a true friend will tell you the truth and love you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing they say. say and here's a big thing. When you have written communication as opposed to I'm a talk to me. Yeah. I don't like people not talking to me i hate that i'm like do not if unless i'm fucking telling you hey this is my feelings because i can't communicate that to you in um real time real time for various reasons sometimes it is easier to write it down it is it is and i have done that before um but when it comes to written communication that's a lot of shit can get missed and what they meant by that because you're not hearing the tone mm -hmm. 
That yeah. tone matters. So bringing it back to Twin Flames, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to laugh. Yeah, I know, right? I like to – so I probably premise – I ask most of the questions in this situation because I – in my understanding and what the girls have educated me on Twin Flames over the last few months, we've been talking about this podcast and the direction we want to take it in. I don't have one. I'm adamant that I don't have one. I don't think I've ever met one. I don't think one has passed me by and I've missed an opportunity. I just don't think I have one. So I'm trying to get a better understanding for our audience on the different dynamics you would see in a Twin Flames. Because like you said, Kel, for you, for Sandrine, for Beck, it all looks different. Yeah. Right, every every situation, every twin flame relationship looks different. But in that instance, so we're talking about from a friendship perspective. Yep, your friends love you. Your friends aren't necessarily your twin flames. Your friends could be your soulmates. Yeah, yeah. In in the fact that they compliment you so much. Yep. In a twin flame relationship, right? Mm -hmm. We're identifying. I can't see you. Hold on, I have to move. We're identifying things. I know I got comfy. (laughs) In a twin flame relationship, we're identifying things that trigger us. We're doing self-work to Mm. rectify that. Do you or is there even any point in explaining that to your twin flame? So, like, do you know what I mean? They trigger you, you fly off the handle and they're like, what the fuck is this bitch's problem? Do you know what I mean? How do you then... So how do you communicate that with a a twin flame? (laughs) It's hard. Because if you're not being honest about what they are to you, you couldn't. Between the universe and myself, I had clarification Mm -hmm. that 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 particular person was. And I already knew in an inkling because, again, that person was able to trigger me in ways that no one else had done. Equally, they also made me want to be the better better version of myself. And Mm -hmm. I didn't do that until I met them. Yeah, no, but do you know what is so funny is that I didn't know about your twin flame journey at the time. No. Right? But we've been friends. We've been friends for better part of eight years. And I saw a change in Kelly. Yeah. Uh, in in how she was conducting herself, her day-to-day life, her health and well-being. Yeah. And, I, and you know, it's funny that after the fact, when you then know the facts on an intimate level like yeah. we do now, I'm right. like, oh, <laughs> I see everyone, you. Everyone. Now I know what the fuck was going on there. <laughs> every, look, every, yeah, that's <laughs> right? so true. Right? right? But, no, but I but I saw you taking a valid interest in yourself and your health and your well being and your appearance, 100. and I was like, "Who is this new?" Because bitch? in my head, here's the you thing: you were wanting to be the best version of yourself. Be, I wanted because I was like, "I'm a good person on the outside, regardless." Right? No, sorry, in the inside, regardless. I loved me. Mm. There was no issue with my self worth in terms of me. Right? I had I. I, could, I knew I could rock that shit regardless of what mm. size I was and mm. where I was at. I knew I could rock that shit. But when you are so used to having to dim your light, you don't let it out. Mm. Because people will, will have a conversation about what that what what was the light, what's that what's the, who's that person that's doing that for you. But I also think we tend to become complacent in our day-to-day life until you're triggered, yes. whether that be a bad trigger or a prompting trigger. Yeah. To do something about something that's been sitting in the back of your head that you've not done anything about. Yeah. And and many other people have been like, I've had things that said to me, hustly shit, right? Like you're a fuck, fucking fat pig to try and trigger me to do it. And I didn't do shit because I was like, I don't give a fuck what you say. <laughs> and that was I me. I will continue I to be a fat fuck pig. what Thank you, you say. I'll much. fucking be whatever I want because yeah. I'm a good person. So mm. what, you know, it doesn't matter how I look. But the reason why that that particular person had said that to me 
because they wanted me to be healthier. Mm. They, but that was the a only way. Reverse psychology, they, yeah, and didn't work when you fucking are a reverse psychology fucking major, mm. right? It doesn't work on another person because mm. I'm like, fuck you. I know what you're doing, mm. and but I understand where that comes from. I understand that they're saying it to try and better motivate me, you. But you're, I'm like, that does not motivate me at all. Say to me, here's what you do. Say to me, I fucking know you can do this inside me. That changed. I know you can do this, Cal. Which is what the twin flame did. Mm. I know you can do this. You've got, you know, you, you. One of the things that were one of the biggest motivational thing that he had ever said to me was that you're creative. Whatever you do, Cal, you're good at it, regardless of what it is. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking know that, mm. right? Word. But, but he goes, but if you put some effort into it, could you imagine? Mm. That changes everything. When you were a person like me, it's like, yeah, I know. What am I going to do about it? I better do something about it, mm. you know? Here and, we are. And here we are. But I'm just such a fucking, like, like I said in my in my intro, like work harder, just work smarter, not harder. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I've been, I will work to the end, find, if I don't know how to do something, I will find out how to do it. But if I have no motivation behind it, so if I don't feel like I'm, everyone say, yes, do it for yourself. But that's not fucking how we do it. Mm. The, and that's not how I do it. Mm. I need motivation. That was my motivation. He was. Mm-hmm. Right, but he was the only one that could motivate that. It's a w- and and yet in my head it was like no one could do that. No, but someone can tell you the same thing five hundred times, mm. and it only takes that one person to come in and say it's some slightly different way. Yeah, and like I'll be honest, my husband gets the shits with me about yeah. this all the time because he'll say to me. This, 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 this. You should be taking this vitamin or you should be doing this detox. We're fitness freaks. You know, he's constantly feeding me information. And I'm like, meh, meh, meh. And By then, the way. And then my girlfriend goes, oh, Sarah, take this vitamin. And I'm like, Anthony, my friend told me I should take yeah, it. I'm going to take it. He's like, bitch, I told you months ago. <laughs> but it is true. It can just, it. you can hear the same instructions, but it's one way one person who connects with you on a yeah. different plane says it to you and that's it. And, yeah. and I resonate with that in the way that really it was only one person because everyone else had already said all the shit to me, but it didn't matter. It didn't. It didn't matter at that time. It didn't. I was too lazy to do that. But when it was meant to kick into gear, I knew I had that support energetically mm. on a connective level. Mm. And that kept me going. And yeah, that's why I posted a shit ton. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. But my head at that time, my mental capacity at that time was on... I'm going to be the best I can be. Yeah. Over time that you can get regressions, that happens all the time, especially when People it comes to plateau. your body. It's a lot of things. It's like you get lazy again. Mm, it comes yeah. down to laziness, right? Um, but then you get back on board and go, you know what? For the podcast, I want to lose five kilos. Did it, right? Because yeah. I'd put on a shit ton of weight as well. And, and But life has ebbs and flows. It does. It does. And, I, and it's not, you know, it is, it is always going to be a road traveled sometimes it's beautiful smooth bitumen yeah and then sometimes you hit the country road with the potholes yeah but there's bitumen at the end of that yeah for you to go smooth again are you I, come up with the good sayings i know right my analogies <laughs> i have actually been thinking a lot about them in this my thoughts on this now though right so what i'm hearing and correct me if i'm getting this wrong girls right i'm hearing twin flame someone who it is divinely written for them to come into your path, right? You can't fight that. They're going to appear whether you want them to or not. No. Yeah. 
No Jen, matter how far you run, you can run, you can run. and you can try and forget about it. And, and it I, feel like, back. I, feel, I feel like it comes back. I feel like that's why back. your legs are so good because you've run. You run. <laughs> you've run before. <laughs> but so they're gonna they're gonna trigger you, right? You're gonna trigger each other. The purpose of that person doing that to you is for you to grow from those triggers, to yes. heal from those triggers, to yes. be a better version of yourself. So in effect, it's – we have used this – we've tried to incorporate the idea of light and dark and yin and yang in our – in even in our logos, you'll see that come out when we get that stuff yeah. out there, right, in that it's very much – one side of the coin is different to the other. But they also then have this beautiful light that they bring into your life because in Kelly's case, not only were you triggered and you had shit to work on, but that person motivated you to be the best version of yourself. So I suppose where I'm going with this is at what point do you – and this is different for everyone because I know you girls have different stories, but for you, Kelly, you obviously didn't end up with this person. At what point did you – realize i suppose and what helped you realize he's your twin flame he's helped you progress through all of this shit but he's not the person you're supposed to be with the and for me union's probably not possible in terms of coming together it just doesn't align and that's probably why there's certain factors within my life that are very different to this yeah but my risk was in telling that person what i felt for them Mm -hmm. and that's big that's that a, was I, enough. I just don't fucking tell you, hey, by the way, I love you and I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. And it's like, I need your friendship with me. It doesn't have to be a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think, Kelly, we can probably all say this, right? You are a master at appearance. Yeah. We have had many a many a bender evening <laughs> yes. that, you know, that, mate, Carson Street's back deck. Oh, she felt times. some stories. My old house that we had in, in, in Panania, Kelly and I would sit out on that back deck till the wee hours of the morning. And one thing that you do so well, Kel, is put on this persona. You put on your makeup and you appear... Cool, calm, collected, put together. But I think what this journey from my perspective as your friend has done is peeled back the layers of Kel. Not that we never saw the real version of you, but that this version is your rawest, most purest, most beautiful version. Yeah. Because I think one of the most attractive things in people and in friendships especially is to be able to without it being a derogatory version, identify your own imperfections. Oh, fuck yeah. And work on your imperfections and highlight them in a way of acknowledgement and saying reflection and saying like, I'm not great at this, but I'm working on it yeah. and I'm growing from it and I'm trying to be better at it. For you, I'm not great when other people don't reciprocate my grand gestures, but I'm working on it and yeah. I'm trying to be better at it and I'm trying to accept love in whichever way it comes to yeah. me because that's that's up to the giver. Correct. And you just need to be the receiver. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's exactly it. I don't do this to get that back anymore. Mm. I used to mm-hmm. because I thought that's the only way you could tell me that you love me. That's your way of telling me you love me because that's what I thought it was. But I don't do that anymore where I want that from you if you give it all good but i know because when i talk to you individually i know you got love for me mm. 
I know you're sitting here right now because you love me. So this this is just more than the twin flame, the counterpart. This is more than that. This is everyone, our children, our families, because that's what this does. It really takes you to a depth that you never knew. Well, our trauma has to come from somewhere. <laughs> and it all does. It does. And, and those people who create those triggers for us don't necessarily at the time intend for them to fuck yeah. us up. Yeah. But mm. it happens. And I think one thing we've discussed when we've come to the table with this idea of this podcast and researching this and really diving deep into it is we want to try and educate as many people as we can yeah. about triggers and about how to solve them and about how to work on yourself and heal yourself, whether that be from a clinical perspective or a spiritual Correct. perspective or how those two can intertwine together as well. But we want to break that system. Yeah. Yeah. So much trauma and so much of the shit that we are fucked up over. I don't, we've, three of us here at this table have kids. I don't want to pass that on. No, neither. And that was Me one neither. of my biggest fears. And that's something that we really, really did speak about is that we have to do the work on ourselves now so that we don't pass those on yep. to our children and our children don't have the challenges that we have. They'll have their own. Yeah. They've yeah. already got enough, you and know, in their future. We don't need to be adding to it. No, we need to break the pattern. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, especially when it comes to my boys, especially because I'm not the maternal type of mother, right? I'm more like that, the the male part of. You're the fun mum. I, I really am, <laughs> but I, I'm more like you know, you know, don't fuck with me because I will fuck you up, but I won't touch them. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like let me do it in a certain way that that would work for me that I didn't have in my life, right? Where you know, because everything was like fucking punch your head in mm. and hiding. get us, you know, it's get like, a hiding. You get a hiding. And, and for the Australians that don't know what a hiding is, that is like you get belted the shit out of you. Belts, um, fry pans, jandals. Fist. And that's what I mean, fist. And and it it was huge. I did not want to play that role for my sons. And I had boys. So it's automatic for someone to assume that you need to lay your hands on them for them to learn the lesson. But it wasn't. I, have to, I had to learn. And trust me, to not want to hit your kid when they're being a fucking asshole. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. Exactly, yeah. we've all been there. Exactly, yeah. to not want to hit it when they're like fucking going at you. You're like, you fucking little shit. You've just got the best of the best fucking life, and you're sitting here yelling at me of how much of a shit here and I am because I don't pay attention to you when you want it. Because I told you, you're not getting your iPad yeah. up to seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Or you didn't, <laughs> or you didn't get to go and have fucking McDonald's for the fifth time. <laughs> bad parenting, though. That is bad. Don't do that shit. But. It's it's like what my trauma for me because my trauma goes deeper than just yeah. fucking giving someone shoes and everyone like ah oh, look at what you did to him and mm. you're fucking him at eleven come on um it went deeper because I had boys and I was affected quite and here's like the disclaimer this is a trigger warning I had been raped as a child by men mm. and then as an adult by men I have boys. You have a responsibility. I have now. a responsibility as a parent, but not also that, but as a um, as victim. a victim of this crime because it's a crime, right? To make sure that I don't let it happen to them, but them not also doing it to someone else. Correct. Because yeah. people forget that. People forget that these kids also enact shit. We've got these social media kids that are watching YouTubes. We're not all fully aware of what they're all talking about at school, what's going on. You can be vigilant, but shit is when it gets implanted in their heads, 
that's it. Well, we were discussing last night, Sandrine, your beautiful son, yeah. who is totally into following mummy's footsteps when it comes to his spirituality and crystals yeah. and cards. And he wants to know all about it from you because he can see what you're doing. Yeah. My kids, I got home the other night and they're in their bedroom lifting weights. They know. <laughs> that's cool. Like, right? Because they yeah. know mum and dad, they go to the gym. Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we have a responsibility as parents and all of us at this table, believe it or not, we all have two sons. Each. Yes, yeah. this is, this is right? Right. Except, except right. You might be the one that goes both sides of the coin, you know, you yeah. never know. As mums of, of young emerging men, yeah. we have a responsibility. Yeah. And I think it is so true um, when you get on a plane and they tell you, they go through emergency procedures and they tell you, put your mask on first before you help your kids. Yes. That's what we're doing. We're, we're doing the work ourselves. on ourselves like first. Yeah. Me with the analogy, girl. girl. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you been studying all week? I have. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. You study yourself. You but know. right, like that's what we're doing. We're fixing ourselves first. We're going through these hard conversations. Yeah. We're looking at ourselves in the mirror, picking apart the things that have happened to us and working out how we can heal ourselves from that so that we can then put the mask, the oxygen mask on our yeah. children so that they can breathe. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And, but with that, we've also got to remember we can't overdo it either. Just because that shit happened to me does not make my, my child a victim or a perpetrator. Mm. And that was where I had to learn to not try and victimise them in that way. Uh, because I would go, like, if you did this, oh, fuck, don't do that. You're not allowed to, you know, and it might have been just an accident kind of thing. And it's just like, don't do that. We don't do that. And then they're like, I'm not doing anything or shit like that. Because of me, that fear of that happening, because it's it's prevalent mm. in, in society. I'm not even going to say in our culture or anything. In society, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, just people, some people are more better at hiding it than others. Yeah. And that's what I'm noticing. It's like, I don't want to be that parent where I've overdone it to the point where they then don't don't want to move without me being there to guide to guide it. And I'm like, you've got to make choices on your own. You've got to do these things. And I've got to let go of, I almost feel like if I, if I think it, I manifest it. Mm. Yeah. I don't need this to happen. So how do I do that? Educate them. Yeah. yeah. This is your boundaries. And here's the boundaries of the other person. Yeah. You don't go. It doesn't matter if they're family or not, or if they're a girl, if she doesn't like you, you stay the fuck away from her. If he, if, if, um, if someone wants to play fucking doctors, you say no. I'll be honest, Kel. I know your children and I know your children well. Yeah. And they, whilst they probably piss you off to no end, I have never met more respectful young men, yeah. especially your eldest. Especially the Tyson. When he greets me and he hugs me. and Shout out to Tyson. Oh, Tyson. <laughs> I tell you, I hadn't seen Tyson in probably two and a half years. Yeah. And that boy nearly made me cry when he hugged me because he squeezed me so tight and he called me auntie and it was like we had never been apart. Aww. So do you know what props to you, Kel? Because you're doing something right. I know. You're doing know. something right and you just need to keep at it. Both me and their dad are like we're, we're vigilant on that. Like it's um, it's important for my children to be respectful out, mm. out, especially to family members but to the general public. And because I, you're a representation of me. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like I'm, I'm crass They're enough. People already think I'm fucking uh, like either cr not even crazy. I just people think I'm fucking loud, and I my kids must be next level. Yeah, they are to me, <laughs> <laughs> but. To the general public and family, they're very respectful. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. And my son, especially the eldest, um, he knows when something's up. He'll come up and say, like, what's wrong, mama? Mm, what's wrong? Yeah. What, 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 can I, do you need a hug? 
And I'm like, no, nah, fuck off. <laughs> you know, but it's just, no, no, come here, but son, give me a hug. Give me yeah. a hug. I love it's you. Beautiful. Thank you for letting. And he goes, I love you too, mum. And then yeah. in the same breath, he was like, where's my food? <laughs> like, I want like, Maccas for the fifth time yeah. this week. For that fifth time this week, I want Maccas. So, Kel, I suppose to wrap it up, would you say, now this is going to be hard for you to think on the spot, but what would you say is your biggest takeaway to date? From, from that journey? From that journey for you. Um, when you heal, you heal everyone around you too. Yeah. Mm, right. That's big. And, and and it's because what you're doing is you're saying, hey, if I can, given the traumas that I've been through in my life, so can you. Get off your fucking ass and start doing this now. And that's why, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking yeah. about it yeah. because the the group here at the table have done the hard work. We still have lots of hard work to do on ourselves Absolutely. because it's a never-ending journey. There's no end no. to this progress, no. to this process as well. But I suppose that's the purpose of this, right, is we all want to just share. We're all yeah. being honest and vulnerable and open yeah. and we're all showing that we can do it so they can. Yep. Yeah. And and let me just say, with the count, like like I say, everyone in my, in, my, in my soul group of people, regardless of whether you've been in there a long time or not, you served a purpose to me, mm. right? And that doesn't matter if you're the father of my children or if you've been an ex to me or whatever. You all served a purpose in some type of way, whether you hurt me or you didn't. Even jobs, you served a purpose to me. Whether you fired me or not, <laughs> you, <laughs> served, you served a greater purpose than you even realise. You know, if that doesn't happen to you, whether it's good or bad, I don't get to learn from that. I don't get to be the better version of me without that happening. But thank you to my counterpart right for being that person because it could only have ever been him i'm thankful, and I'm for, grateful him. I'm for, thankful him. for him too because yeah. i think for me as a friend to see your growth is beautiful yeah it's yeah. all you want to see from your friends right girls like you yeah. want to see yeah. them become the best versions of themselves so kudos to your and counterpart I, because i like that he brought that out in fuck you. yeah hey well that's the thing i even said it to him when i told him what the premise of this show was because i wanted to let him know and have a voice on that what what was his feelings towards that again open platform he fucking will always hold space for me in in whatever works for me whatever he chooses to do on his side is totally up to him you know i only want the best from him. i've always wanted the best for him regardless but at the end of the day it's like you you were the reason why i am here right now you were the reason why people were breathing right now Yep. Because that's what it does. And you should be fucking happy that you're on that journey. Now, whatever you need to do for yourself, and this is for everyone's counterpart, right? Including husbands, soulmates, everyone, baby daddies, whoever you are, do the fucking healing. Go to the core issues of why you are the way you are, you know? And then learn from that. Yes, you will regress. That's what we do. We're mm. human beings. Mm. But let's fucking drink. I need a drink, man. Yeah. Let's get a drink break, man. Uh, like, so we're going to lighten the load a little bit. Yeah, right. That was amazing. There is so much more to come. Yeah. But just in a bit of a way to get to know each of us better, yeah. I want to go around the table. I want to hear, first off, I'm going to hear a highlight and a low light from your week because I think we're talking about reflection, right? Yeah. We're going to pick something that was awesome, something that was probably not so great. Let's go. Well, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to give the floor over to these two All because, right, fuck, it's... Ugh. Take a deep breath. Beck. <laughs> mm, I, don't, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I guess my highlight was probably here coming up to yeah. Gold Coast, finally meeting your family. I know. And like Sandrine and Sarah. Yes. I think that's my highlight. My low life's probably something related to work. So one of my close mates, shout out to Christine if you're listening. Yeah. Um, she resigned and moving on oh. to a different agency. Did you yeah. lose a work wife? She, yes. She almost because like she, she's like, 
that because I'm very random, like I get thoughts throughout the day. Kels probably couldn't know this. So I would be like, something pops in my head. I would walk over to her table and I would just like, blah, 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 blah. And she'd be like, happy to listen to me. Because, mm. you know, some people sometimes when they're too busy, they don't want to give you time day. But yeah, so I'm kind of sad. And I told her the other day too. I was like, I had a dream about you Aww. leaving. I'm so sad. But yeah, so that's my That life. sucks. What about you, Sandrine? Highlight, low light. That's a big deep sigh. <laughs> Just thinking. Yeah. So I guess the highlight is coming here. Like yeah. I was really looking forward to come to here. Yeah. And doing this and meeting all of you. Very grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, happy, happy, happy. Low light. Mm, do I have to be honest, hey? You have yeah. to be honest. Something my counterpart made me set that got me really emotional. Tell. Can she share? Does she want do to you share? Want to share? No, I'm not gonna share no. it. It was just something that was said that Got Sucked. me really emotional. Um, had a big cry, and then I got over it. I'm gonna touch you again. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> me. I'm so glad I'm not sitting next to you. Eh? I can't deal with that. Um, oh yeah, you're not a big. No. Nah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. All right, highlight for me. I feel like I should just jump on the bandwagon and yeah. say yeah. today, but that's yeah. not what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Girls, you know I'm a gym junkie mm. and I am a power lifter. And this week I PB'd at bench pressing 52 and a half kilos. No, a big thing for me is feeling strong. It's what makes me feel good. Nice. So that was a really like highlight. But today has been... Fucking epic. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's been so epic. Oh, can I, uh, before you continue, can I add one of my low lives? Show me. So my supermodel dream died today. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actual. Actual. Back realized she'll never be a supermodel. Never. (laughs) So yesterday I picked up my little one from school. He is nine and he's a very sensitive, emotional little man. Um, and he's going through some friendship toughs at the moment. So he's a bit of a piggy in the middle between a friendship trio. He, he's being pulled in both directions. He was quite distressed that he couldn't be friends with everyone yeah, and they're making him choose. No. So that was my low light because I think I just take on his – yeah. you feel it, right? Yeah. You well, feel when they're sad. Yeah. yeah. But I'm confident that next week it'll be sorted and that'll be a highlight. Or auntie yeah. will smash some people. We don't condone violence. Don't no, no, no. Oh, no, shit, no. Sorry, I will smash their mother. <laughs> Kel, you got to give me a low light and a highlight before I can let you have a break. We'll start with the low light. The low light was um, um, arguing with my poor older sister. Oh. Like I'm such a reactive person. And, you know, and sometimes you just, you just got to breathe, take it in, mm. listen yeah. to what Sleep they're saying, on it. sleep on it, come back and say fucking sorry. And that's exactly what yeah. I did. Mm. Yeah. You know, and normally I'm the type of person to say sorry, but, sorry, but. That's, <laughs> hey, that's not a sorry. If no, you're not. saying sorry, but, that's, but not. that's not a sorry. And I didn't. No. I walked in and I was like, sorry, here's a hug. And then let's get on with this yeah. shit. Yes. You know, if you want to address it, let's address it. But there's no point. Yeah. You know. Highlight. You know, highlight. Clearly here. Today. This was this this podcast and doing this. Um, it's the fact that I know I know in my heart that this is going to help people. Yeah, you know, mm. it might not help millions of people, and it might not be for everyone. Yeah. but it's going to help someone. I know that. Yeah, without a doubt, that's going to sit in themselves when they feel like they're alone and no one understands what the fuck they're going through. That oh, that bitch does. Yeah. That quiet one does. <laughs> 
you know this one does as well she fucking speaks very you know eloquently when even though she's a dodo shut up <laughs> i'm gonna bash you after this but they're gonna see something in us that might be inside them and that's the point of this podcast so the highlight of is of that is that this is going to do wonders for the people it needs to whether that's it be right. for three people whether it be for hundreds of thousands that's right all right ladies well i think we can safely wrap up today yeah. uh that was incredible i hope everyone has enjoyed hearing am i gonna say i need a drink <laughs> we'll break for a drink next episode we are going to dive into sandrine's story of her twin flame journey yeah yeah it's gonna be a good one and it's totally different to kelly's hundred yeah. yeah. percent. and that's what we're gonna highlight is that this isn't one map for everyone yeah it appears and proceeds completely different yep. for each individual and we'll dive more into that next week. But girls, let's go make Cosmos. Yes. Yeah. Let's get We're getting fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Take Bye. it easy. Bye. Bye.